A lot of times the things that we do, we think, oh, here we go again, another program, another let's get up and tell the story of a manger and the cross and, and, and the tomb and all that. Do you understand that this is the only hope we have? That the, the gospel, the, it's, not a, it's not a production, it's more than a gospel track, all the different things that we do. That is the only hope that they have. That's it. And last week I, I, I got into that passage about in Matthew 8, 13, and today I want you to turn in your Bibles to Isaiah 55, Isaiah 55, verse 11. But l- let me jump into that passage of what I said last week about how when Jesus entered a Capernaum and the centurion came up and said, Master, come unto me, and my, my, my servant, he lies sick and he's being tormented and I can't stand this. So Jesus said, I'll come and I'll heal him. And he said, no, sir, just say the words and I know it will happen. And the Bible says that he spoke the word and he was healed. And you say, man, that is great. I wish we had that. I'm here to tell you that that same power I hold in my hand right now. This is the word of God. Can you imagine on that day? Is that all that transpired? And he got up there and Jesus spoke the word. You say, what happened? I'll tell you what happened. The word of God, the spirit of God, who was with us today. The Bible talks about Emmanuel, God with us. He said, I will not leave you. He said, I will never leave you. I leave you the comfort. He said, I will come again unto you. Do you guys believe that we have the spirit of God? I hold in my hands the word of God. The Bible says that the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. It was the word of God that was spoken in Genesis. When he spoke the words and the Bible says the spirit of God moved upon the face of the earth, the earth and everything was formed through the spirit of God working and moving. It was not him even reaching out and doing. It was just the word of God being spoken through the word of God being spoken. He raised the dead and healed the sick and, and gave sight to the blind. All of that was spoken through the word of God. And yet we have that. We say it's a big deal. You realize it's a big deal every time you teach your Sunday school class. It's a big deal. Every time we get on a stage, whether to sing a song or sing from the choir, it's a big deal every time we stand up and proclaim the cross and the Calvary and all the things that Jesus died for. It's a big deal because it is the word of God. And the devil wants nothing more than for us to close our mouths to the truth of God's word. I I read this passage and I want you to see this. How God showed up of and, and, and in this passage, he said, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but shall accomplish that which I please. It shall prosper there than the thing whereunto I send it. And I, I started thinking, it just, it got in my head and, and I thought, man, how, how awesome is that? The Bible says that it's, it's not your agenda. The words that come out of my mouth, these words are God's words. Don't add to them and do not take away from them. He said what he said and he meant what he said. We get up here and we preach the word of God and we get up and proclaim the word of God and we talk about what he did and the blood might offend you, but that's what it took. The cross might offend you, but that's what it took and the tomb might offend you, but that's what it took. That is the gospel story. And the Bible says that when the word goes out, listen to this, when the word goes out and here we're about to get up and we're about to show this and teach it and say it and quote it. Different narrators at different times are going to get up. And this is what God said. And God said. And God said. And God said. We're going to proclaim God's word. You say, what's the big deal? Here's the promise of what God said. 
He said, my word will go forth. Did you read that? My word will go out. It will go forth out of him, And it will not return unto me void. The message and the word which we are going to speak is not ours. We are the messengers. We go forth weeping, bearing precious seed. We cast it out. But the Bible says, get this. He said, I will go out. And he said, I will accomplish that which I please. Sometimes I've got my plan and I feel like I failed when I don't get the results. I, I preach a message and the altar's not failing. Well, I was hoping that when God says, don't worry about it. That wasn't my plan. We think because hands aren't raised and this and that. And the Bible says, here's the thing. The word of God is quick and powerful. It's alive. And the Bible says, when my word, the spirit of God, when we obey God and we preach, you know what happens? The spirit of God does this. It just sweeps over all of us. And he says, I go forth and do which I please. You know what that means? God goes over and God pricks the hearts of each one and God works in our lives. And you might not even know what God's doing. God said, you just obedient to give the word and I'll do the rest. I do that which I please. You know what's cool about that? When we get up and we witness to that guy in the break room, and you're sitting there talking to your kids, and you're there at school and you have the guts to stand up and talk about Jesus Christ, or you're in Pakistan and you stand before a group of people when they know that they're not going to like what you say, the Bible says that's when I take over when you start speaking my words. God says, I, I, I step in and I do which I please and it shall prosper in the thing where I to ascend it. You know what that means? When we do our job on December 6th, 7th, 12th, 13th, 4th, when we do our job on Sunday morning at 10, when we do our job, every time we open our mouths and we proclaim this, it will never, ever fail. You get that? It's impossible to fail. And it might not be the results or the thing that I want or the thing that I hope. And God says, you just get up there and do your job. And I'll walk out here and I'll do my job. Man, that encouraged me so much with the job that we've got to do of preaching the gospel on those nights. I I, I don't know what's going to happen, but I know this. We've already won the battle. We're we're, we're just going to be servants, say, Lord, here am I. I'm going to be the vessel that is filled with the word of God. And I'm just going to toss it out on that day. And I love how this, and go without, it shall not return unto me void. The Bible says it goes out, it does its job, and it returns unto God, and God gets the glory. You see, it it will not return to me void. It will never return to me empty. In the world that we live in, there's a lot of callous hearts. A lot of people that they're so numb to truth, and they're so void of truth, and they're so absent of all these things. God said, man, on that day, I'm, I'm going to prick the heart of that guy that thought that he was an atheist. And I'll go over here and I'll prick this guy that thought that he hated God and how he was rebelled all his life from the time he was a kid. And I'll recall to his mind those scripture verses and all that. God said, I'm going to do a work. I just need those that are going to go out there and sow the seed. Your labor is not in vain in the Lord. I, I just, I, I don't know what... God has in store for us, but I tell you this, I never want to stop being a gospel preaching church. Amen. I, never, I never want to stop giving out the truth of God's word in a world and a generation that is so void of that. And just, the opposition comes in, and I've said this a thousand times, but I'll tell you, people say, it is getting so dark, and, 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 and this false religion, and all, and all these things, it just seems to be coming over. The darker the night, 
the brighter the light of God's word. Truth will stand out in the midst of darkness. But not if we keep it to ourselves. He that goeth forth weeping, weeping, bearing precious seed. I I do think there is a part of our responsibility as being the sower. Because I tell you what, this will end up in the backseat of our car. And the flyers will just stay there on our cup holders. And that neighbor will never have a knock on the door. The word will never be sent forth. There's nothing special about me. And there's nothing special about you when it comes to this. God used vessels over and over in scripture of people that were just people. But what God can do through obedient vessels, you better buckle up. You better look out. When those get a burden and all of a sudden it's not you and it's not your talent, it's not your singing ability, it's not you remembering the lines, it's none of those things. It's when the Bible says that those go forth weeping. You know what weeping comes from? A burden in your heart. Bearing precious seed shall, what's the next word? Say it again. Shall what? Come again. Shall doubtless Come again, bringing his sheep with them. You know what the Bible says? That there is a harvest that will follow the obedience of Christians sowing God's word. Doubtless come again. We cannot fail when we're obedient to hold forth truth. I am thankful for what I have. We are spoiled. We are blessed be able to sit in a nation, in a church, to have the word of God on our phones and in our Bibles and stacked up in classrooms and everywhere that we have. We're blessed. But what are we going to do with God's blessing? I just pray that God creates that burden in our hearts. And when we walk out of here and we do the calling that God has given us, that we do it from the bottom of our hearts. I hold before you something extremely powerful. The word of God raised the dead and healed the sick. The, real, the word of God just speaking it gave sight to the blind. and The word of God raised him from the dead. It's the spirit of God that we have. And that's what we trust in. How many, I wonder, are under this so much that they're deceived? Two people. The Christians that are deceived that we've lost our power. God has not lost his power. God has not lost his power reaching your kids or reaching that loved one. God has not lost his power for that husband that has rejected your invitation to come to church a thousand times. God has not rejected his power. But then there's a second person that I think is blinded and confused. And that is those that are lost without Christ that you're still trying to figure it out. And God keeps tapping you on the shoulder and pricking your heart and waking you up and screaming in your face the truth of God's word. And he just calls out to you over and over again. And you say, why? Because he loves you that much.